DTS-167, and on today's show, the Leviathan Raid. We'll talk about Worlds First and our feedback, the new Trials of the Nine game mode, competitive matchmaking, getting a couple of tweaks, clan rewards, and of course, the faction rally that begins next week. All that and more, coming up. Listening to Destiny the Show. What's good, everybody, and welcome to Destiny the Show, the Destiny News Podcast to keep you the guardian ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. I am BBK Dragoon, joined as always by my great friend Diddy. What's happening this week, man, in your world? Dude, you know, this week is fantastic and it's the worst because. Uh, this weekend, we are finally officially getting our puppy. His name is Whiskey. He is a cream-colored standard poodle, and uh, he's going to be fantastic and super fun. But the downside is I don't get to play a lot of video games because i got to train the puppy because yes. you can't just give them an instruction manual and they'll understand it. So that would be Man, amazing. wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> but, but you uh, didn't get a chance to sample the raid this week, though. Yeah, so we we ran through it, um, and it was great. I got as much gaming as I did before we got the, the puppy, uh, just because I knew I wouldn't have a lot of time afterwards. But man, what a raid they put together this time. Yeah, man, it is epic on a grand stinking scale. So this week, we're going to be talking about the Leviathan Raid, who got worlds first, the clan. We're also going to talk about some competitive matchmaking tweaks that are coming down the pipeline. Later in today's show, we're going to talk about our feedback of the Leviathan Raid, but we will put that in the topic, and we'll warn you guys with spoilers, just in case there's members listening who haven't yet done the raid. We'll also talk about the Trials of the Nine, which was freaking awesome. Did a run yesterday with Azure, Shortcut, and sassy and it was just amazing the new maps that they're introducing and maybe some tips for players who'd never played trials of osiris in the original destiny before we hop into the news diddy i want to say a big shout out to all the new destiny the show listeners we uh saw in the numbers there's some uh very awesome returning people and also plenty of new listeners so if you're fresh to the show welcome if you're coming back also welcome let's dive into the news All right, Diddy, what's first up? Why don't we chat about clans? Because the clan rewards are pretty awesome in Destiny 2. What about a listener who's not yet in a clan, huh? Well, you can use guided games, of course, to try and find uh, clans who are hosting those to, you know, kind of see how they play. You can also check out destinytheshow.com slash clan for our Discord link, and we have information about the Destiny of the Show clan over there on our Discord server. We have a clan for each platform, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC for when it comes out later this year. And uh, numbers are growing, and the clan members in the DTS clan on each console are knocking those rewards out of the park. Gotta say, props to you. Got my trials, Engram, when I first logged in. Very proud of our, our teammates. Then, of course, the Nightfall. We've had people running guided games for us, bringing in some new people into the fold. So if you're on PS4 or Xbox, definitely check that out. And when the PC version launches, launches October 24th, that clan will be available for Battle.net players also. So, why don't we talk about the Leviathan Raid, Diddy? It came out, it's huge, it's epic, it's mechanically challenging, and who ended up getting world first? The clan, the legend himself, and the main player there who was streaming and who got featured and who's mostly well-known from this clan 
is Slayer Ridge. He and his clan of top 1%, top 0.1% PVE optimizers just knocked it out of the park. And it was actually really, really cool to see Bungie's reaction from World First as well because they tweeted a video of people within the studio, like in this theater style room, just watching the top four streamers, or I guess not top four, but the four streamers who were closest to the finish. And uh, they wanted to, they, they filmed the reaction as Callus went down. And that was quite a sight to see. They've done a lot of accomplishment too. If you guys are new to Destiny, they, and Slayerage is really well known for doing ridiculous PVE challenges. Speaking of which, Diddy, he put out a solo prestige Nightfall video this week. Yes. Really stinking cool, actually. I think anybody should go and watch it. All right, Diddy, some matchmaking tweaks are happening. What's Bungie doing to the old PVP? So for quick play and competitive, right, where they're not touching anything for quick play. They want to keep it at the uh, shorter matchmaking times, less emphasis on skill. Whatever it currently is, they're not going to touch that. So uh, for competitive, they're going to do uh, longer matchmaking to find uh, more closer skilled opponents. Uh, so they're they're seeing a lot of one-sided matches currently in the game. So they, they want to tweak that. And they're working towards um, making those harder emphasis on skill to match you with like like-minded players so there's not much more one-sided games as well so more competitive games more neck and neck that type of thing absolutely so for quick play i know some folks were disappointed to hear that nothing's being changed because there is quite a bit of join in progress and you will be getting matched against teams fairly often but like they said quick play is that space where you get a faster match they want to get you in and out it's less emphasis on skill i would love to see a lone wolf kind of playlist or maybe some more lone wolf style emphasis, yes. but yes. Uh, maybe not yet. Bungie did something really, really cool right after the raid released in order to showcase the beautiful new location and tile set they have for the Leviathan. They released a new map called Emperor's Respite. It's located on the Leviathan, and it's actually going to be used for trials in two weeks when we go back to the countdown game mode. And then they also released Eternity. And this is the new countdown map for the first week of trials. It's located in Lost Space. I think it is one of the best, most competitive maps Bungie has ever designed, and it worked perfectly for Countdown, yep. man. And, I, I mean, now's probably a good time to talk about Trials of the Nine, if you're okay with that, Diddy. Sure, let's go for it. So next weekend, by the way, Trials is going to be Altar of Flame, a map that most players have probably already tried out, and it's going to be the survival game type. It's the super-duper bright map. Bungie just loves maps where you need sunglasses, you know? <laughs> so anyway, Trials of the Nine has gone live. I wanted to point out a couple of things for the new players. Back in Trials of Osiris, we had boons that we could activate that would give us things like mercy, and you would basically get, after one win, count as two. The boons are gone, and they automatically are applied to your card. So right now, mercy is already applied from the very start, which is actually really cool. Your card does not begin until you have won a match. So Diddy, let's say you lose the first three matches, it's not taking your mercy away. The card literally doesn't nice. begin until you hit that one, so you don't have to constantly reset. And mercy for the for the newer players is once your card has started, your first loss doesn't count against you. You can reset the card by going to the director and selecting the activity of trials and then holding the square button on PlayStation nice. or X on Xbox, which is cool. But you do need to have a win on your card. You can't just reset it, like I said, if there's nothing on the card yet. Um to go flawless, you need seven wins now, so pretty much exactly like the original Trials, as long as you had the boons activated, and loadouts lock as soon as a match is found. So when you're in orbit, make your changes, because as soon as the matchmaking finds a team, 
your loadouts are locked. You're not going to be able to change anything, which is really cool. Did he? Did you get to see the introductory <laughs> cutscenes? I did not see the intro cutscene. Not yet. Oh, I saw the post trials stuff. So it is super cool in the fact that at the start it shows your team and the enemy's team, and it does a short animated intro for every single player. So as your character is doing their emote, the camera is swooping in on them, and your full loadout shows on the right side of the screen. So you can see nice. Gunslinger, Mida Multitool, Uriel's Gift, Rock, and a Voop for every player. And since loadouts are locked, you basically get to know this is what everybody's using, this is what you have to go up against. I thought it was super smart, you know? Yeah, that is super great because before it was scout out the enemy team as soon as the match starts, figure out what they're using, and then change your loadout to counter that, basically. Mm -hmm. Or troll, now, troll loadouts. Yeah, or troll loadouts, yeah, exactly. And that's fantastic because now you can... There's still that strategy that goes on, but you kind of have to okay, this is what I'm going to stick with, and this is what I'm going to have to use and stick with because I can't change it afterwards. And Countdown was this week. Survival will be next week. I wanted to point out that in Countdown, the bombs actually have timers. Nice. So if you look at the base plate of the bomb, there's a little red bar that fills up. So there is an audio cue that you can tell how far the bomb is away from exploding. But it's really cool too, Diddy, in the fact that the bomb is kind of like CSGO. If you're too close, it will kill you. And let's say the enemy has been doing some damage to you and the bomb kills you, that counts as a kill, and that player is going to get some super energy. So just kind of like Counter-Strike, when you want to save the op or the rifles, if you know you're not going to be able to defuse, don't give the enemy the super energy. Just back off. Let let the wind go to waste for that particular round so you don't fill up their <laughs> super bar. Nice. Um, new Eternity map is fantastic. Like I said, they built it, Diddy, to where you had to split up your team to know who was going to go top, who was going to go bottom. Spoilers? We're going to talk about the new lighthouse, which Diddy has seen. So... If you don't want to hear about the third spire, now's your chance to run away because it's freaking awesome. <laughs> so, Diddy, there's a new NPC. Who is it? The Emissary. Mm. Agent of the Night. There you go. He floats. He or she floats. She floats. It's tell. a she. So she does the okay. voiceover for Trials now. Lots of new dialogue options. Man, does she have some lore-heavy dialogue, and I cannot wait to find out additional details about the Nine because this is a part of the game that we've never really gotten to see before. Now, the way that the new social space works, back in Destiny 1, right, you need to go flawless to get access to the lighthouse and get the chest at the lighthouse. Not how it works. As soon as you've completed your first match, like first win in Trials, you can go to the new, the, the Spire location, right? You get a reward at three wins, a reward at five wins, and a reward at seven wins. And there is the additional reward of flawless. When you get into the new social space, um, it's not really even, I'm just going to stop calling it a social space because it's not really that. It's you and your fire team heading out there. It's almost like saying, <laughs> it's almost like saying the lighthouse was a social space. Did you ever run into anybody else there, Diddy? No. I mean, I guess in the back end it's considered a social space, but no. no. Mm -hmm. Just your fire team this time. Yep. So you also get rep tokens while you're playing trials. So you can redeem those. Let's say you just want to keep grinding the game type and you go back to the emissary, turn them in, and you'll have a chance at more trials rewards. To get your first win reward, like the three win reward, it takes you on a man cannon way high in the air in this giant, I mean, it's called lost space, isn't it, right, Diddy? Yeah. We don't even, I mean, there's a black hole nearby. It's super white. <laughs> the sky is blue. Five wins. You go is up huge. further. Oh, uh, yes. She's huge once you get flawless. So, right. Three chest. Five chests further up, seven chests is further up. I'm saying chest, but you're just going to talk to the emissary. 
And then if you go flawless, you get to go into the giant spire. There's this purple goo. If you haven't gotten flawless, it'll kill you. But if you have, you go down the purple goo into an ethereal space with a, like, spirit horse and an emissary who is, like, <laughs> bigger than freaking Oryx at the end of King's Fall. It's insane, yep. dude. Just that surprise was enough to make Trials of the Nine this time around just that much more worth it because they put so much more emphasis on participating in the activity and completing those rewards. And like you said, as you get those higher tiers, yeah, you kind of get the same amount of loot as previously. It's a little bit more, but it's better gear as well. It's not just like, oh, you got five modes of light for getting three wins. No, it's like you get a piece of gear definitely <laughs> it's so accessible you're, yeah you're, you're just getting so much loot just for participating in the activity you don't even have to go flawless to get good stuff i mean you get this stuff for just playing the game mode and that is awesome yeah if you guys get two cards to seven wins not even flawless i guarantee you will probably have virtually all the trials weapons that you could want um <laughs> it is very very generous like i said and at the seven win mark you get to pick one of three weapons from the emissary pick the auto rifle it's insane. It's so good. A lot of the Trials weapons are good, but my goodness, the auto rifle is delicious. So I think they did a great job, Diddy. It's more accessible. People who play it are going to get rewarded, and it's going to be less um, punishing for those who don't get the Flawless, right? In Destiny yeah. 1, that really was the goal, get the Flawless, and you want that chest. And over time, they implemented more rewards, but this seems to be a much, uh, uh, I don't know, further along bungee line of thought type deal where, hey, if you're going to play it, we're going to reward you. You're going to get great gear from this activity. So Right, and your clan will as well. So as soon as some fire team from your clan gets flawless or completes trials, then you get that clan Engram reward from Hawthorne. And turns out that uh, that reward is actually only at 10 light, so you have to infuse it up. So, yeah, there you go. Free Similar with the raid, too. If you're, you know. in a, if you're in a clan, yeah. It's, it's clan raid as well, because... <laughs> halfway through our raid we actually uh, went back to the tower to kind of get some more rewards and someone had re beat the raid for us so we had that raid engram waiting for us even though we hadn't completed it ourselves and someone on our fire team actually got one of the raid weapons and it was just like oh haven't even finished and i got some more loot that's nice i like that a lot yeah i love the clan reward system i do too i think there's mixed feelings on it especially for the hardcore players where, hey, man, you're just throwing gear at absolutely everybody. Should my clanmates really get this Trials weapon if they haven't even completed it? I land on the side of as long as they keep progressing the game and giving us new endgame challenging things to do, which I'm very hopeful they will, then I'm totally okay with it. And like you said, it's 10 light, so you have to infuse it. If you're already, you know, if you're 260 light, you're going to have to throw something into it. It's not like you're getting a yeah. 290 drop from yeah. a clanmate. So. And here's, well, here's a question. Though. What happens when they add more raids, right? Is it just going to be one raid reward and it picks from the loot, like the loot pool expands to both raids? Or is it going to mm. be like, here's a Leviathan raid reward. Here's a next raid reward. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. I'm going to lead towards the former where it's just going to be one and it expands the loot pool, which is, uh, I don't know. We'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. Hopefully expansion one coming this December. Tweet us your thoughts at Destiny the Show. Oh, on Twitter. We'd love to see you guys there. Follow us to be updated on when the latest show goes live. Spoiler warning, in effect, we're heading into the topic to talk about the Leviathan Rift.
Leviathan Raid. This was epic, man. I want to talk through our experience. I believe Bungie crafted one of the most beautiful, giantest, biggest things ever. I agree, yeah. <laughs> as soon as you load into the raid, my mind was blown. I was like, oh my goodness, this is the largest space I've ever seen. And it looks fantastic. It looks so regal, so mysterious, and so grand that it's just, it just smacks you in the face like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Yep. And if you're on Nessus, dude, you can actually look up and see the Leviathan now, which is so that's, cool. It's like this great. behemoth out there. <laughs> and the artwork is unlike anything you've seen in Destiny 2 thus far. It's this giant, almost Roman-themed cabal palace where you have... Oh, man. Naked Cabal taking baths, relaxing. <laughs> you even get to fight them. And, man, why don't we talk just sort of about our experience going through it. The baths first. I thought the baths encounter was pretty stinking cool. They brought in elements of, remember from the totems portion of King's Fall? It, it would give me a similar vibe to that, you know? Yeah, as as well as, you know, Corazant. You know, it, it's, it makes sense that they opened up with a mechanic that... Destiny fans from the original have been familiar with, right? You know, you stand mm-hmm. on the plate with the buff, kill enemies, gotta rotate, and then you complete the raid or the encounter. The new enemy abilities, like specifically the scions, right? They have that little jetpack and they also have the the, the, the pulse as well, that kind of knocks you up as well. That really hurt you in the raid if you were just like trying to ignore it (laughs) oh yeah you can't ignore it in the later stages man it will literally screw your team these are they're not simply trash mobs anymore because they have some type of mechanic that can catch you off guard and if you're not paying attention and you're not focusing on that that's a possibility then it could just cause a wipe so I also enjoyed, too, this is sort of our first non-linear raid for anybody who's gone through it and understands once you've gotten to the underbelly of the ship and you know how to unlock it, you pretty much can use the underbelly of Leviathan to get to basically any room. You can actually get all the way to Callus' room using that underbelly. Our raid team has yet to even dive in there to go get our chests, which there's puzzles even to get your chests now. Dude, you have to go to the underbelly and sneak through these like little bots that have a cone of vision, so solid snake style. You have to kill them <laughs> at the same time so you can open the door and then go get your reward, which is just ridiculous. Pleasure Gardens, second fight, second real fight, I should say. I was really, really worried about this coming in as a team after watching the Worlds first because this looked like such a freaking roadblock, like very challenging spot for most raid teams to get through. Ironically, I mean, I would say it probably took us hour maybe hour and change to get through it it really it was tough don't get me wrong but once we figured out what we felt like was the secret to navigating down on the bottom which i won't share in case there's people who still have yet to sort of engage with it it became a lot more approachable but pretty cool fight that required a lot of coordination right yeah definitely the coordination in this part of the raid and just the fact that it's an evasion and sort of stealth mode version of of an encounter i thought it was brilliant i i really liked the direction they went here with uh, this mechanic and like you said i agree i was really worried about this one as well because i think honestly this is probably the hardest encounter in the raid because it takes so much communication and coordination from everyone in the fire team and the timing is you know you you got a nice window to to complete the encounter 
but the coordination and the just the fact that you have to get from start to finish in that room uh, a couple times doing a couple cycles I think that is going to be if you're not communicating if you don't have a mic it's going to kill a lot of fire teams LFG killer this is the yeah. first LFG killer and honestly We'll talk about guided games as soon as we finish our impressions, but like this is going to be an incredibly difficult <laughs> raid to run guided games with. I mean, it requires it's mechanically challenging the whole raid. So why don't we move on then to the gauntlet, or as we like to call it, game show. Game show. <laughs> Probably one of the best like raid rooms I think I've experienced in a Destiny raid for teamwork. Everybody yes. has a role, everybody has a job. You have to talk and work together with your teammates who's shooting the top arrow, who's shooting the bottom. The runners have to be on point, and the timing was just tight enough across the entire thing, so it was gratifying when we finished. We also wiped by like a quarter of a second the first time we got to the final phase, <laughs> but it just was very rewarding. I felt like I had something to do at all points. Yeah, 100% agreed. And we have. Uh, one of our fire team was streaming at this time. We have a pretty funny clip of uh, them running out of ammo uh, when they're shooting the arrows. <laughs> There's just kind of like this brief pause, like, oh, no, I don't have any ammo, and I can't do it. And we got the red arrow, but uh, that was just a really funny part. And like you said, I'm just going to agree with you here. It's not a boss fight that you just have to DPS after a certain mechanic, right? It is a mechanically intensive puzzle, again, to complete this part of the raid and I really like that you know I just don't I don't like congregating in a single area and just DPSing a boss for eight times throughout the raid that's just not that exciting to me this was exciting because like you said yeah. everyone had a job everyone needed to be on top of their job and the ending when everyone comes together and participates in the game room that was just like it's a literal victory lap right yeah yeah but it's tense too you're like who's gonna get that who's gonna get that you get yeah. that jump over that there yeah that was that's my favorite room in the raid moving on to callus callus is an interesting fight again you have to divide up you have to have a ton of communication a lot of teamwork it pretty much lets you have as many damage windows as you want until the enrage at the very end so i think that's nice i won't lie to you though diddy from a network perspective, we had so many problems and bugs with the, uh, I don't even know what we're, we called the, the teleportation room Star Fox because Callus <laughs> looks a lot like Andros from the end of Star Fox 64. A lot of bugs and junk that happened out there, but still a pretty cool fight. And again, mechanics, that seems to be the theme of the Leviathan. They could have gone a more Vogue or Crota's End route. But instead, it definitely feels like a King's Fall sequel to me, where this is epic, big, mechanically challenging. What did you think of Callus? I thought Callus was a very smooth fight, right? There was not, once you figure out the mechanic, right, obviously, any fight's going to be very easy to do, but and it just takes coordination at that point. But I think the steps to actually get to the DPS window and then the actual DPS windows themselves, I thought it was actually very, it made a lot of sense because it incorporated pretty much every mechanic that the raid had taught you up to that point. Uh, so I thought that was really nice. I'm going to agree with you as well. This just seems like a networking nightmare because we know Destiny 2 has a hybrid networking system and we know it wasn't going to fix all the problems. But like w with King's Fall, the Oryx fight, right? There's just a lot of stuff going on. And because they didn't have the dedicated physics server that Destiny 2 has, 
the networking there was just not great. Same thing yeah. seems to be happening here. And I was actually thinking about this um, after the fact. It almost seems like since the, there's two teams in two different instances, essentially, the Callus room and the Star Fox room, it's almost like they're, I don't know if they've, they're on the same physics server or they have two separate physics servers there. It just seems like it's more networky, networkly complex in that specific fight than the rest of the raid, and that causes a lot of issues. And yeah, we lost a lot of runs because of things that weren't our fault. Just we were doing everything right in. except for like there was when you're in the Star Fox room. I don't, I don't think you were you were one of the runners there, but uh, when you're when you're having to kill the science, like the last one, it would not spawn, so I would just fly through and uh, cause a wipe because I just I couldn't kill I couldn't do the mechanic to prevent the wipe because yeah. it didn't load and that was just super frustrating a lot of the time but we eventually got it done so with uh yeah be warned if you're not on the greatest connections or if you're spread across the world that could be challenging okay so guided games comes out for the raid tuesday september 26 both diddy and i really like this raid but i will warn you man guided games is going to be absolutely brutal so if you are somebody who's going to be a seeker do yourself a favor have a mic and start watching Raid Guides now to learn the encounters. This is one of those things, if you don't know the encounters, you're going to have a heck of a just challenging time. I know there's raids that are great to go blind into, but this one, especially if you're going to be a seeker, do your homework, learn about the fights, and that'll hopefully make it a smoother experience. Because I'm just saying right here now, Diddy, I have very little interest in running guided games for this one. Because even <laughs> with our crew, it was like a four and a half hour experience to get through it. And we knew pretty much mm -hmm. most of the fights. So yeah, exactly, and it it, sh it comes down to that communication and coordination because uh, guided games hosts. I'll say this as well, because this raid is so mechanically or you know communication dependent. Probably have a little uh, a little bit more patience this time around, at least the first couple weeks. Um, yeah, but that's a good point. It's just it's going to be like man, have someone who knows the encounter be the shot caller. Have a dedicated shot caller, and if you're a seeker. And do you want to be the shot caller? I don't know. Just just communicate with your teammates and uh, work through it because this is a high-intensity, high-stress raid if you're just not on the same page. It's just not going to work out. I'm glad that you're making it a big accomplishment. So if you're a new player to Destiny, just know this is a more challenging raid. We think we both sort of put this on a pedestal kind of like King's Fall in terms of the epicness and scope and scale. So, all righty. Faction Rally event begins next week on Tuesday, September 26th, and we look forward to talking about that with you guys as well. Have an awesome rest of your week. Diddy, where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy, D-T-S, D-I-T-T-Y-D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. Excellent. You can find all the links from today and more at DestinyTheShow.com, including links to our clan. We would love to have you guys join us on either Xbox or PlayStation, and then eventually PC. PC. Yep. Yep. Follow us at Destiny the Show on Twitter. You can follow me at BBK Dragoon on both YouTube and Twitter. Have an awesome week, and we will talk with you next time. Mm -hmm.